Hello to all my lovely listeners and football fans. Welcome back for a very special episode of your favorite football podcast, Gaffer's Advisor. This is your host Siddharth Kathuria and the reason this episode is special is because I will be talking about the final of the Euro Cup 2020, the 51st and the final match of the tournament which was played at the Wembley Stadium in London. England took on Italy in their own backyard in front of their own home support with the loud chance of its coming home. The final of this tournament was bound to be a clash of huge magnitude with two heavyweights of not just the European football but world football colliding in what was said to be a historic fixture. For the home side England, this was their first ever European final. Not to mention the first final of any major tournament the English side had managed to reach in 55 years ever since the 1966 World Cup final that was won by the English Immortals. This is now a world record as the gap of 55 years is the longest gap for any country between two appearances in the finals of major tournaments. For the Azzurri, this was their 10th major final, but still reaching this stage was of mammoth importance as the side from the Southern Europe had failed to even qualify for the last major tournament, the FIFA World Cup 2018, not to mention their loss to Spain in their last European Championship final in 2012. An England win would have made them the 11th country to win the European Championship while the Italians were vying for their second title. With both the sides reaching the final unbeaten, only Italy had managed to win every single match they had played in this tournament. With everything on the line and the championship at stake, the pressure was more on the English manager Gareth Southgate as compared to his counterpart Roberto Mancini. Even if Southgate is not still carrying the wound from the 1996 European Cup semi-final, the pressure is still high as the last time England defeated Italy in a major tournament was back in 1977. To top it off, the England squad has a heavy reliance on their attacking lineup with loads of big names, including talented youngsters boosting the squad, but the Italians are known for their defensive display and technique in the middle of the field. Italy last lost a match back in 2018 have conceded more than one goal only once in their last 36 matches and have scored in each of their last 30 games but that being said the italian side had its own share of pressure walking into this final the last final they had played was against spain in 2012 which had featured the same central defensive partnership as of this match and they had gone on to lose that final This fixture was expected to be a contest between the attempt by Southgate to get rid of the 96 blemish and the legendary careers of Chiellini and Bonucci and an all-out attack versus a rock-solid defense while the bragging rights to be called as champions of Europe were at stake. As was expected from Gareth Southgate, he had his team formation set at a 3-4-2-1, relying on his forwards like Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling while getting plenty of service from wing-backs like Luke Shaw and Kieran Trippier. The Italian manager Roberto Mancini decided on a more traditional 4-3-3 formation with a heavy reliance on the central defensive partnership of defensive godfathers in Chiellini and Bonucci with plenty of support from Jorginho in the middle of the park. The only thing that may have caused slight concern to Mancini was the form of his center forward Ciro Immobile. But football is a sport where out of form players can find their form in a heartbeat and one good example of the same is Harry Kane who started the tournament without much form but entered the final with just one goal shy 
of the top goal scorer Cristiano Ronaldo. But it was only a slight cause of concern as Mancini had Chiesa playing in the 11 and he was in the form of his life. The Italian bench was also pretty strong and boasted of names like Locatelli, Pasina, and Bernadeschi among others. Striking power was one area where Gareth Southgate had no issues whatsoever as along with the big names starting the match for him, he had also the backing of players like Jack Grealish, Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho among others at his disposal. It was the men in blue who got the final of the Euro Cup 2020 underway and the opening minute of the match itself saw the ball travel from Donnarumma to Pickford. At the one-minute mark, Italy were awarded the first corner of the final, only to be cleared by the Manchester United captain Harry Maguire. This clearance, however, resulted in a counter-attack for England as after finding the ball, Raheem Sterling passed it on to Luke Shaw, who involved captain Harry Kane in the move. Kane passed the ball along to Trippier, whose cross-field pass was met by Luke Shaw on the half-volley and the ball was in the back of the net as Donnarumma was left dumbfounded. The iconic Italian defence had been breached as Luke Shaw scored his first ever international goal to give England a very early lead in this crucial final. Writing his own inspiring story, Luke Shaw bounced back from a career-threatening double leg break to score the fastest ever goal in a European Cup final and draw first blood against the mighty Italian side. The goal came as a definite shock to Italy as their playstyle started showing urgency to get on the ball, but the English side had anticipated this and refused to relinquish the position. It was only in the 7th minute when Italy got some respite in the form of a free kick when goal scorer Luke Shaw fouled Federico Chiesa. With the kick to be taken from a shooting distance, it was Insignia who took the shot only to see it soaring over the goal. England continued to trouble Italy as Trippier was enjoying a free run on the flank and kept sending in crosses one after the other, testing the Italian defence continuously. This control over the ball by England continued for the opening 20 minutes of the match and it was only about at the halfway mark in the first half when the Roberto Mancini side seemed like finding their feet and started vying for position. At the half an hour mark, the Italian side had some sense of control over the ball in the middle of the park, but they were unable to mount any substantial attack or threat in the final third. 35 minutes into the match, Chiesa was seen weaving his way around English defenders with the ball, moving into the box. After surviving a challenge from Declan Rice, Chiesa took a shot from some distance with plenty of power that left English goalkeeper Pickford rooted, but fortunately for Pickford, the ball went just wide. By this time, Italy had managed to overturn the position and control of the ball in their favour, but still had no attempts on target. The position of the ball by the Italians kept on increasing in a more consolidated manner over the next 10 minutes as 4 minutes were added at the end of the first half. The match had just gone into the added minutes when a Di Lorenzo pass found Immobile who took a shot only to be blocked by John Stones. But the rebound fell for Verratti who took a shot on target but the lack of power resulted in a fairly easy and comfortable save for Pickford. The first half came to a close with the Italians keeping possession and trying with everything to break through the English defence as it was the Italian defender Bonucci who took a shot from distance only to see it go well wide of the goal. The second half began without any changes being made to the either side, even with Jorginho having had an injury scare in the first half. 
Only two minutes after the start of the second half, the final saw its first booking when Barella was shown a yellow card for a heavy challenge on Harry Kane. Only a minute later, England tried to mount an attack as Shaw found Sterling, who went down in the box following a challenge by Bonucci as Donnarumma gathered the ball. The English striker made his claim for a penalty, but the referee was least interested in those shouts. Two minutes later, Sterling had his revenge of sorts when he brought down Insigne just outside the English box, resulting in a free kick to Italy, taken by Insigne himself to go wide of the goal. The Italian side continued to build on their position and the momentum they had gained in the first half and Insigne took another shot after receiving the ball from Emerson only to see it go miles away from the target. Manager Roberto Mancini decided to bring on a double change at this point as Barella and Immobile made way for Cristante and Berardi. The out-of-form run for Immobile came to an early end in the final with less than 10 minutes played in the second half. Only a minute after the substitution, Italian defender Bonucci became the second player in the match and for Italy to go into the referee's book as he was shown a yellow card for an impatient challenge on Raheem Sterling. Luke Shaw took the free kick and was met by a header from Harry Maguire only to go behind for a goal kick. Italian keeper Donnarumma started the move quickly as Italy moved the ball towards the England half as Chiesa took a shot which was deflected and fell for Insigne who took his chance only to be blocked by Pickford. The match hit the hour mark and proceeded in the same manner as it had done ever since the opening 20-25 minutes with Italy in cruise control. It was in the 62nd minute when yet again Federico Chiesa ventured into the England box, sidestepped a few players in white before taking his shot. The brilliance of his shot was matched by Pickford who went down quickly to save the attempt by arguably the best Italian player on the field. Only a minute later, England got a chance to mount some attack as they got two back-to-back -back corners. But after the first attempt by Stones was gloved behind by Donnarumma, the second attempt was cleared by Bonucci. Soon after this attack, Italy again passed the ball around in the midfield to build up an attack and a cross by Chiesa was sent behind by Harry Maguire in an attempt to clear, conceding a corner. The in-swinging corner kick was flicked inside the six-yard box by Cristante where Verratti met it with a header only to be saved by Pickford who was also left twirling after making the save. The ball was then met by a poacher's effort by the Italian central defender Leo Bonucci who kicked it past the stranded English goalkeeper to bring Italy level in the 66th minute while becoming the oldest player to ever score in a European Cup final at the age of 34. It was 1-1 in the match and the goal by Italy finally came after it was a long time in the making. With 20 minutes left to be played in the match, Italy was enjoying a 71% ball position and England was left feeling helpless and hapless. It was at this time when Gareth Southgate decided to make his first change in the match as the maker of the English goal Trippier departed to make way for the influential young Arsenal star Bukayo Saka. Three minutes later, Italy had England in another spot of bother when a long ball from around the halfway line came in and invited Pickford off his line. But it was Berardi who got to the ball first and took his shot only to see it going over the bar. This prompted Southgate to bring on a second change as Declan Rice made way for Liverpool's Jordan Henderson. The match was expected to be the physicality and speed and attack for England against the technicality in defence for Italy. But the defensive technicality was overpowering the speedy attacking side as most of the match was taking place in the England half with Italy dominating the ball without any intentions of providing respite to the Gareth Southgate side. 
with a little over 5 minutes remaining in the regulation period of 90 minutes Insignia got booked for a foul on Calvin Phillips and this stoppage allowed the Italian manager Roberto Mancini to bring off the injured Chiesa as he was replaced by Bernardeschi The final minutes of the allotted 90 were spent with the ball in Italy's control as the men in blue were looking to run down the clock and take the match into extra time It was not going to be a surprise or anything new for either of the sides as both had endured 120 minutes of football in their respective semi-final ties before proceeding to the final. 6 minutes were added at the end of the regulation 90 owing to the yellow cards, substitutions, Chiesa's injury and Bonucci's goal that had put Italy on level terms. These 6 minutes gave a little hope to England to maybe try and get a result without going into extra time but the Italian side maintained a stranglehold on the ball and did not even let England take a sniff. The only noteworthy moment came in the last minute of the added time when Chiellini got booked for bringing down Saka by grabbing his shirt collar from behind. The extra time began in no different way as Italy took control of the ball yet again to not let go. It was only after 6 long minutes that Italy gave away the ball and Henderson found Sterling with a pass but his shot was blocked by the defensive icon Chiellini. Roberto Mancini made another change at this time as Verratti came off to be replaced by Locatelli. It seemed as if Mancini was preparing for penalties if not for a final thrust in order to get a winner. After another minute, England got another chance when a corner conceded by Italy was cleared but not properly as the ball was found by Calvin Phillips who took a shot from range only to just miss the target. Just before the clock went into triple digits, England manager brought on fan favorite Jack Grealish to replace youngster Mason Mount. As the first period of extra time was closing, Italy mounted an attack and a beautiful cross came flying inside the England 15-yard box which contained two players in blue. Pickford came out to meet the cross, but the scramble led to the ball colliding with Pickford's back to get cleared. The first period of the extra time came to an end with a free kick to England after Locatelli had handled the ball, but nothing came out of the kick as the match went into the last 15 minutes. Soon after the starting of the second period of the extra time, Harry Maguire became the first English player to enter the referee's book after fouling Belotti just a little outside of the box. Bernardeschi took over the dead ball and sent it flying goal bound, but Pickford managed to get behind it and collected on the second attempt after fumbling it in the first. 2 minutes later, it was the England side that managed to build an attack which led to a scramble in the Italian box. The clearance was met by Kane who flicked it back towards the Italian box and Donnarumma came off his line to collect but mistimed his run. England players had an unguarded goal to attack at that moment, but the shots were blocked by the Italian defensive wall. With less than 10 minutes remaining, Grealish weaved his way through the Italian players and found Sterling, who collected the ball back after a cheeky one-two with Henderson and ended up inside the six-yard box. It was Chiellini yet again who cleared the ball from between Sterling's legs without bringing the English forward down. England was now firing up the afterburners and pushing up for a late, late goal, while Italy was looking tired and looked like playing for the penalties. The Italian team kept passing the ball to keep as much possession as possible. After another 2 minutes, Grealish and Jorginho went for the loose ball. After Grealish got to the ball first, Jorginho ended up stomping Grealish on the thigh and was fortunate enough to only get a yellow card from the referee. 
With a little over three minutes left to play, Italy started to build up as Emerson found Bernadeschi, who turned and shot only for his shot to be blocked and collected by Pickford. This turned out to be Emerson's last contribution to the Italian cause as he got replaced by Florenzi, who had been missing for almost a month after getting injured in the opening game for Italy. In the last minute of the match, when penalties seemed all but certain, Gareth Southgate decided to roll the dice one last time as he brought on Manchester United youngster Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho to replace Kyle Walker and the substitute Jordan Henderson. They seemed like his way of preparing for the penalties as the final of the Euro Cup 2020 became only the second final of the European Championships to be decided on penalties. As in the semi-final against Spain, Italy decided to take the first spot kick to begin the penalty shootout for the last time in the Euro Cup 2020. It was Berardi who took the first kick and scored after sending Pickford the wrong way to put Italy ahead. England captain Harry Kane stepped up to take his side's first kick and even though Donnarumma guessed right, Kane's shot had enough power to zip past Donnarumma's hands to bring England level. Bellotti was the next Italian player to step up, but his kick was saved by Pickford and England had the advantage. Next up was the Manchester United captain Harry Maguire, who scored and put his country ahead after sending Donnarumma in the wrong direction. Next up was the Italian goal scorer Leo Bonucci, who scored from the spot after his shot went past the outstretched hand of Pickford and brought Italy level at 2-2 with England having an extra kick. It was another Manchester United player in Marcus Rashford to step up to take the third kick for England. He sent Donnarumma the wrong way, but his shot hit the post and came back out and the result remained at 2-2. Next up was Bernadeschi, who sent his shot straight in the middle and scored to put Italy in the lead at 3-2. Dortmund youngster Jadon Sancho stepped up next, but only to see his shot being saved by Donnarumma and it was all down to Jorginho to score and win the championship for Italy. As the Chelsea player stepped up and took his shot, Pickford guessed right and saved his penalty to keep England in the shootout and it was all down to the 19-year-old Bukayo Saka to score and continue the shootout. Donnarumma was up to the task yet again and saved the crucial penalty from Saka. Italy won 3-2 and became the two-time winners of the European Championship. England did well to reach the final for the first time but their long wait for a major trophy will continue. The chance of its coming home were nowhere to be heard in the Wembley Stadium as the cup was going to Rome. And the dream run of Roberto Mancini's side had reached the promised land as the 37-year-old Chiellini lifted the coveted European Cup while the world celebrated with the Italians. The Italian job in Europe was now complete. The Euro Cup 2020 may be over and Italy crowned champions, but Gaffer's advisor is not going anywhere. Do not forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, Anchor or Google Podcasts to get updates about the next episodes. It is only the European Championship that got over, but football continues. Stay tuned to Gaffer's Advisor when I return to talk more about the best sport on the face of the earth, football. Till then, this is Gaffer's Advisor Siddharth Kathuria signing off and wishing you all amazing health and good spirits.